Hi friends, this is the inaugural podcast of Conversations with Friends. Before I introduce my fabulous friend, a few housekeeping items. I know, I know, I'll be quick. If you haven't already, please listen to the introductory episode where I run through where the idea for the podcast came from, what I hope to achieve with this podcast, and go through a few disclaimers as to what is expected from my audience and what my audience can expect from me. Secondly, to keep things consistent, I intend on publishing the episodes for this podcast at least every second Saturday at 7pm Greenwich Mean Time. Alright, now to the more exciting segment of the podcast, which is introducing my first guest, Aisha Mustafa. She's a Trinity College graduate in immunology and has done research on infectious diseases. Recently, she participated in a research project in Australia on HIV. In the future, she hopes to apply to grad med to become a qualified doctor, integrating holistic therapy into her practice. In her words, she is a firm believer in food as medicine and the power the mind plays in healing. She describes herself as a travel junkie, and when she's not studying, she's usually on the move, and as she puts it, hopping from country to country and exploring life as local. She loves being creative, and right now, she's working on her side hustle, making crochet items and homemade jewelry. I'll leave a link in the description. The stuff is really good, excellent even. I've actually ordered a crochet bralette for myself and a pair of earrings the instagram for that is in plain sight and the instagram for her travel blog is the proud outsider all small caps the travel blog on blogspot goes by the same name without further ado let's get into some conversation grab yourself a cup of tea or a glass of good vino and take a seat topic of today's discussion is sustaining friendships. I've known Aisha since first year of secondary school, but I've known her, uh, of her, rather, since sixth class, I want to say. So we're going to put it at about 10 years. She stood out because, number one, she's a twin, and <laughs> number two, she had this really sprightly energy about her. We started talking to each other in secondary school and I remember uh, just not liking this seemingly over-optimistic person. Little did I know that being an optimistic person was actually a positive trait to have and that nihilism and pessimism are unproductive and stupid. Anyway, when I got to talking to her, I remember just thinking that somehow she was fake because no one could be that charismatic, right? Little did I know that being charmless and insensitive didn't make me edgy, it just made me rude. Despite all this, we became friends, mostly because of her stubbornness and her unbendable will to always see the best in people, to always seek out the best in people, 
And eventually we got to talking every day. Weird turnaround, I know. I remember late nights using the house phone to talk to her. And we'd talk about anything and everything. A textbook definition of a best friend. There's more to the story, but I'll let Aisha fill out the contours uh, from here. I'm sure you know what it's about by now, since I won't stop talking about it. So, (laughs) so, um, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to start like with asking each of my guests since um, my kind of catchphrase is, you know, grab a cup of tea or a glass of vino, you know, what's in your glass? You know, are you, are you like sitting down nice and cozy, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I just finished a cup of tea, so if you count that, then tea. Oh, okay. What's the what's in the mug? Tell me. Black tea with milk. But I mean, oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna come out with like, oh yes, um, the dandelion tea from my harvest the other day because I saw your photo on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I did hold dandelions to make dandelion tea, but I'm still drying them out, so they're not quite ready yet. But I'll let you know. Oh, Alright, how, how did you come across that? I am, I'm actually really curious. Um, so, one of the friends I made in the eco village that I was in... Um, you might want to explain to the audience uh, what exactly uh, that eco village is all about. So, yeah, I, I lived village for a month in Australia and basically it was a month of me living in a tent surrounded by other people also living in tents in the middle of nowhere in the countryside and um, it's a really big like sustainable community and um, some of the people who run it are Hare Krishnas and um, so people come to this village and if you volunteer a few hours of your time in the morning to work on their um, permaculture farm, then you can attend like free yoga classes and free meditation classes and free philosophy classes. So that's what I did. And I met the most wholesome people like in the world there. And there's people from everywhere, like South America, America, um, Europe, like Africa, there's people from everywhere and yeah, we all just come together and talk all things spirituality and and contemplate what to do with our lives Damn, like that what was the biggest lesson that you learned from there? Because obviously you know, I'm sure most of the audience uh, will not have had this unique experience Um, I would say probably my biggest lesson is like Obviously, you know what I'm like, so I'm a highly driven, enthusiastic person, and like I'm very go, go, go. Uh, so it kind of, it really opened my eyes to like my purpose in life. I, I told you this before, well, say it again for the audience. So purpose in life, like before, I thought it was very much tied to career success and productivity and you know like making something or 
big of my life but um it really made me come to terms with the fact that like happiness comes from other places and like and one of the most important places it comes from is within that sounds so cliche but it's so true and um, so it made me want to go after the simple things in life and not strive to to be and um, rich and famous and i don't want to work in a job that i don't enjoy so that i can get a lot of fun i want to like a simple life now so it's really changed my perspective on what i want for the future which has kind of been hectic in my mind if i'm honest but it's a, it's been a good journey yeah no that is actually that's I think what we all strive for ultimately in our journey to self actualization and we look at you know different sources for that outside sources for that when it's really from within but I know is as well just from our prior discussion um that you are focused um you plan on being a doctor um so do you want to like elaborate on that I just want to give like you know my audience you know a, a true kind of full picture of who you are as a person sure so um i have always been super interested in science like even in secondary school like biology was probably my favorite subject miss um, conroy i know i know and there's probably one of the subjects that just came like it was just something that came naturally to me like i just like it could follow a logical path when you're trying to understand something at least for me that's how i felt and i loved being able to dig into the details of different processes and like biology is just full of processes and systems and things like that so i was really intrigued but particularly during the leaving search i was super into um the immune system and i loved the idea of, like our body has like these intricate defense mechanisms to fight infections and viruses and bacteria and then um, so i like was torn between studying philosophy and and um immunology and in the end i decided to go for i know there's two completely different topics but in the end i went for immunology so i did immunology in trinity for 4 years and i thought i would like want to do research because that's usually what you do when you go into um immunology most people go into the phd in research or some kind of background in something laboratory based so i did an internship in the us and uh, in research and honestly i didn't really enjoy that experience i should have taken that as a red flag and um, i hated it but i loved america and i loved the whole idea of traveling and doing research So I told myself in my final year of university that I would never ever do research again because I hated it so much. And then I got offered a um, PhD scholarship to go to Australia to study in a university there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I ever going to get the opportunity to go to Australia?" So I took it up, even though I told myself I shouldn't do this, and I went to Australia, and. Um, I as expected um I didn't enjoy it and I really wish that I had enjoyed it because it was a great opportunity but I was just not feeling passionate about it at all I was really down and I just like I didn't find my work um fulfilling at all and that's like a huge thing for me um so after much like inner turmoil I decided you know what 
I need my happiness. <laughs> and so I told my supervisor I was quitting and that I didn't want to do the PhD. And um, I decided then to go to the eco village, as I explained. And while I was there, I had a very enlightening experience and I realized that I wanted to be a healer and that like I love immunology but I should go into something different um but also but more clinically based like I love working with people like I love talking to people traveling the world and meeting new people and this was one um career path that allowed me to combine my two passions like working with people and science so I've decided now that I'm going to do um grad school and do graduate medicine that is that is some journey you know and I just want to emphasize to my listeners that your path doesn't have to be linear and literally all my friends are like this all my friends would have not a similar story per se but similarities in that you know they start off doing one thing and then they're brave enough to try something else and they find something that they really enjoy. That's what I like about you. And I think that's a great segue into like, you know, what I like about you. That's a segment I have down in my notes. Um, I, <laughs> um, I love the fact that you're willing to try things, you know, and you're goal oriented, you're spontaneous. Um, and just from everything that you're saying there, it, it's just basically reinforcing my notes that I wrote down. Um, and you're always positive, um, you know, as well as understanding and forgiving. But I think that's like, um, you know, later down the line of the podcast, <laughs> we flesh that out. Oh, we're going to get there later. <laughs> <laughs> Tea will be spilled. Yes, yes. Well, since we're on the topic, my favorite things about you, of many favorite things about you, is (laughs) your openness. Like, ever since we were young, like, there there was no no real filter to you. Like, if you thought something, like, you you always said it, and you weren't afraid to, to be as hurt or as strange as you wanted to be in that moment and so I feel like it opens a new level to like our friendship and to my desire of wanting to be friends with you and weren't afraid to be weird even when we were younger and as teenagers like everybody wants to be seen as like cool like interesting but you did not give two shits <laughs> do you remember when you used to wear your school tie because we had to wear a uniform Antino used to wear her school tie outside her jumper because she was like, I am not confined to no rules. She even wore her tie around her head because she was like, screw this. I do my own thing. And, <laughs> and even if like as a teenager, like you would get picked on for for like being different, but you were you were so proud of it. And I was so proud of you being so individual and so spirited you were I was like yes it gives me life and 
like another segue on from that is that you are hilarious like I don't think there's been a conversation that I've had with you where the two of us are not just like laughing or... <laughs> oh my god I wasn't expecting this I was expecting to butter up my own guests you know I wasn't expecting like you know all these compliments come my way and stuff and I think that leads on to like why I wanted to be friends with you um I think it's because you always challenged me to be better because you were always super smart like I always like surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me cuz that <laughs> I know, but like it was just there was just always an effortlessness about I don't think you realize just how smart you are because there was always like an effortlessness to like how smart you were and there wasn't you weren't being pretentious either like you weren't all those people who did like physics like you know that physics crowd I hated them they were so mean and pretentious and up their own hole <laughs> like but like you were just kind of like casually smart and you didn't make it a part of your freaking identity like you know so that's one reason why I wanted to like and i was always inspired by the fact that you were like you were out there doing things like you were just like i'm going to join this organization going to join this club I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to do like all the things. I was like, wow, that's so cool, you know. Um like weird nerds with like 50 extracurricular activities. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you aren't even like doing the extracurricular activities for the sake of like building your portfolio. Like you're just doing it because it's like, okay, like, you know, this looks fun. <laughs> Why not? Like, you know. Um and yeah, like I I'm glad to see like, you know, you thought that me being like you know, a little bit like <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like what I realized about school is that it, you know, and maybe this where I put my tin foil hat on and where some of my friends said you've got to make a podcast because I just have these ideas. But I think one of the purposes of school is to yeah. make you obedient. And I was resisting that so hard, which is why I would do little things like wear my tie outside or on my Another head. Story. Another story time I have to bring up when you say that is do you remember when we did PE? Um, our PE teacher, we were doing the long jump. <laughs> because we were doing I think there was cross country and um, the athletics team um was going to the cross country competitions um that week and they also had things like javelin long jump stuff like that and to practice their teacher made people like squat down on like the hands and knees on the floor and we had to like run and jump over it and if you got over the first one like they added on people and um there was like I think maybe four people left and you were one of them and our our PE teacher was like no Tino like <laughs> you're not gonna you're gonna fall on somebody you're not gonna be able to do this and you were like who is like you can't tell me I can't do this and like 
to get over all these people. I'm like, you were tiny at the time. I mean, you're still quite small. I say you're the same height. At the time, like, the class were way taller than us. And you were like, I can't jump into <laughs> I'm like, you're so into it. And you ran and you jumped over the people. And on the last person, you like caught your leg and you tripped and fell over. And our teacher was like, haha, I told you do it and you were just like no I'm gonna be able I don't I'm, I know I failed but I can do this and I was yeah no thanks for that because I I remember that I personally think that's a funny memory I actually do remember that that was hilarious <laughs> yeah like we were friends then and I was like yeah that's my friend yeah like literally like don't ever tell me no because that's that's gonna make me want to like do it like you know even more maybe is that childish no reverse (laughs) psychology like you say i can't do it i am i'm gonna jump off that bridge i'm gonna chase that dog that's gonna bite me (laughs) well i mean like situations obviously they're dangerous but in terms of life you know you gotta chase what scares you yeah no that is true like um but the thing is it's like even though i am like that i'm i'm so safe you know like i'm I'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing you know i'm studying for law you know i'm you know i have a job and you know um which i love it is very fulfilling and um i it's very dynamic i love my job but um i don't think that there's any fault in that either like some people just need routine and like consistency and like a level of safety and security and i don't think that there's any shame in that like if you're happy doing that then like so what if it's not like hip or like the most cool thing to do at the time you know like just live your life so that like you enjoy getting up each day even if that means like routine and going to uh, a nine-to-five job like that can still be a fulfilling life yeah no you're look at you and all this wisdom but uh, to be fair like um you have always sort of been older than your years you've always been wise like from like what I remember of you yeah yeah, you've always (laughs) been very wise and um and just sort of I I don't know how to explain it like you know whereas like I was all hubris and ego I think you never really had that and kind of hubris and ego or characteristics that I've found are very teenage, like, you know, characteristics, but I don't think you ever really had that. I'm going to take that as a compliment. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is. Um, like, you know, like, I'm saying you basically weren't an egomaniac, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't have an ego when I was I feel like that's a normal rite of passage, you know. Yeah, like, honestly, I'm so glad, like, in a way, like, well, not in a way, like, you know, I I was super toxic and stuff like that. But as a teenager, you kind of get, 
like a pass to some degree and then you actually have to work on yourself which is why i've since like you know um don't like you know undone my thinking through like cbt and i've been through years of therapy and you know so um to be at the place that i am at now as well as going on my year abroad so um but back then you know i i really wasn't um at all self aware and i always i can remember always saying um you know that anger fueled me and that's not a way to be and as well i remember saying that like the world sucks and you know uh, and you know nihilism is what you know intelligent people resort to and then flash to even this morning where i was basically on a mad one with my brother and i was like simba life isn't ones and zeros technically a virus is dead yeah so even these things that we think are binary like life and death there is nuance there do you understand <laughs> like that later you can ask him existential questions early in the morning yeah like i was just but like if you think about it like nothing is black and white you know nothing is just good or bad you know and it took me a long time it took me until like you know erasmus actually after second year um of college to actually get that richer more complex way of thinking instead of being binary but yeah like that <laughs> I don't think you give yourself enough credit like trying to remember like the conversations that we had in secondary school like we did not have binary conversations I mean of course we did have some binary conversations where like gossip things but we also had like really deep and meaningful conversations at such a young age and like I think that's also another reason why we, why we were so like drawn to each other and why our friendship sustained for so long because like we were able to like expand on these ideas together and i remember like the two of us talking about like really dark topics sometimes not even like mental health related but dark topics in terms of like trying to understand the mentality of a psychopath and stuff like that and those were like normal conversations that we would have mm. on a daily basis but like when you're a young teenager like they're not normal things that like people would tend to you know just happen to cross and like discuss with their friends over tea but that was that was our friendship at the time like we were slightly strange but it was really <laughs> it was really a passion of ours like i loved talking to you because i'm like oh like people just aren't going to understand i need to go and talk to tino about this i need to see what her opinion is because like you'll give give me some inspiration like some wisdom here like remember um shane's big massive um sleepover that she invited like the entire class yeah remember i was that just was there like you know starting conversations on like what is love and then like you know <laughs> and then it's like um lucy like was a bit, uh, eventually like i am bored of this conversation and i'm like 
I thought this was a really interesting, engaging conversation, but okay. Like, that, I think that's when I kind of like, you know, realized, I realized kind of like midway through secondary school, that people really don't be talking about these things and people do not care. <laughs> that is so true. But at the time I was like, I felt like I was kind of like on some, some, easter egg hunt i was like scouring around like talking to all these people being like hmm what what interesting conversation can i get into with people and like you go around you bring up something really controversial and you see if they can like if they can engage and if not you're like hmm, next next egg where where can i go next what conversation can i have but i think especially as a teenager it's nice to have a balance like i don't know about you but sometimes i like to just you know just skim the surface and talk about something simple and then other times i'm like i want to dig into your brain yeah like even to this day um to this day like i i like to think i'm a healthy balance of both like yes i will talk to you about like you know the kind of duality and complexity of the universe but then i'll also want to talk about you know trash tv <laughs> oh yeah oh my god give me that trash tv yes have you watched I... too hot to handle oh my god no Amina's watching it at the moment i know i know i just can't i'm watching 90 day fiance <sighs> i need to catch up on the latest season and like did you watch the, the one where the people from the previous season watch the people on the current season and they give their opinions and i'm like yes girl i thought that too. pillow talk oh my god i are uh... what what it's called i love that oh my god <laughs> so good so good so yeah like i i do think as well that we've always kind of had that like yeah you know deep conversations and stuff but i do distinctly remember having fun like as well yeah it was like stupid we, sometimes we would just talk about stupid things really stupid things but it was just so much fun like even though i absolutely hated secondary school with a passion like i had such like full um friendships there also like if i hadn't been through that terrible time in secondary school like how would we have met each other you know and i think those terrible times also bonded us mm, and as well like uh, on that you mentioned like how we met uh, what is your version of events? I know I recorded my version of events, so you'll be able to listen to that um, when I publish the episode. Uh, so excited to hear. I'm actually so glad that you decided not to let me listen to it before and so we can compare and contrast. And as you know, like I have not always had like a memory. So I'm going to tell you what I remember, which is like really brand new. Okay. But I remember right that like we were friends from the beginning of secondary school but i remember like the day i met you like we were in a hall everybody not just the two of us everybody was in a hall and it's like where they were calling out random people's um actually i even knew you before then i knew you in primary Mm -hmm. school but but um like we weren't friends really in in, um, in primary school but i knew i saw you <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, in the secondary school then, when we were in that hall, and they were calling out people's names. And, like, to go to the form room. And you, your name was called, we went, had Mr. Mr. Finley, I think it was his name. I'm so bad with names. Well, I think his name was Mr. Finley. And they called out everybody's name and we went to that classroom. Am I am I completely telling no, the story? No, I actually I do actually remember a hall and names were called and I think um Rebecca was called as well. I think we were kind of near each other or at least we were called like uh relatively the same yeah. time. Yeah, we were called in order of our second names and my second name begins with an M and yours is with a W so we were we were pretty close. And I remember, like, you got up, and I remember you had a giant pink bag with, like, and, like, for the first three years of school, like, you, whenever anybody said your name, like, your picture of you with this giant pink bag, it was so big that, like, if somebody had pushed Tino, she would fall over. It was, like, you were a small person at and this bag was about twice the size of you. And, <laughs> like, there was one time where you did fall over because your bag was so heavy. But, like, I remember seeing you and, like, being like, oh, I wonder who that girl is. And, um, yeah, I don't remember the specific time when we first started talking, but I remember it was, like, straight away in my head, like, I like this girl. We're going <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because the thing is, it's like, I've always been a dweeb. I know, like, I know the cool exterior, the, you know, the kind of, like, suaveness, the stoic nature. Uh, But actually, I've always been a dweeb, and I've always been afraid of getting in trouble. So, like, the idea of, like, forgetting a book in my locker, you know, for the next class didn't sit right with me. (laughs) So I guess I would just carry fucking everything in my bag. We had lockers, but you were like, no, no, no. Because you'd, no. Because you'd need to go to your locker. And, you, you know, they, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like secondary school teachers are, are completely tyrannical for no reason. Yeah. Oh, like 100%. Like taking power to the next level. Like there is no need to be force people to take off their jackets, their school uniform jackets in class during winter because you don't think people should wear jackets inside. Like, it's freezing and the heaters aren't working. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was just like, trying to abuse your power for no reason other than they have to listen to you because you're higher authority and they are like inferiors yeah like you know what I think is absolutely tyrannical the fact that remember in primary school they blow the whistle and everyone had to stop running and playing or do, and you had to freeze in your <laughs> mid air freeze with your leg stuck out like if you were doing the splits you gotta stay there until the second whistle <laughs> And if you didn't, they'd make you stand at the wall and yeah. wait for everyone else to go in. Like, what? 
you were in Amina's class, weren't you? In secondary <sighs> school, in primary school, like. I don't remember having either of you in my class. I really don't. Because Amina wasn't in my class. I remember, like, when I went to that primary school, because, like, I moved to your school in fifth class of primary school. And before then, I was in Dublin, and, like, our school was super cool. Like, in Dublin, we had theatre classes. And, like, eloquence classes, because we were super common. Um, but we were taught how to speak, speak properly and we, we had to learn how to sing and things like it was such a nice school and our teachers were so down to earth they didn't abuse their power whatsoever like I actually don't remember any of my teachers in um, primary school like enforcing like stupid rules on us like everything was really nice and then I moved to the countryside and I went to that school and I was like what holy hell have I entered into and the it was going so bad but the, the I remember coming home on like the first day and I was like mom they are animals because like there was two girls in my class that were sitting like a few seats down from me and they had like in the middle of the class while the teacher was teaching they had started like ripping the hair out of each other's heads and they like fell back from their chairs because they were wrestling each other like swinging each other on the floor like rolling around on the ball and like ball the two of them on the floor and she was like oblivious like she, obviously she could see this they were like screaming and stuff and cursing at each other and the teacher was pretending she couldn't see anything and was just going on with the class and i'm like oh my god what have i entered into <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think you're being very mean, okay? We had extracurricular things such as um, preparation for a confirmation. Oh my god, like, it was so bad. It was so bad. I was like, mom, please, can we go back to Dublin? I, <laughs> I mean, me too, the fuck, like... <laughs> Alright, so I'm I'm glad to like hear that you remember, you know, knowing of me in um in primary school amidst all that hell. Like, did you have any first impressions or anything? Um I'm trying to think. Did I have any first impressions? I remember thinking that you you looked different and I don't know like as as a kid I was just drawn to different I'm like she looks strange I want to be friends with her and I mean like as a kid that's probably not something good to be, to be drawn to because like stranger things but <laughs> I, I saw you I can't remember who you were with at the time maybe it was Sarah were you in Sarah's class um uh, yeah um well yeah i think so um to be honest uh, my group dynamics always changed um throughout primary and secondary school because um yeah i'm a very uh contentious person <laughs> yeah yeah okay well no you weren't pretentious i don't think you were pretentious. like um but anyway um so yeah, like on that contention point, like, you know, of conflict and all that, uh, where did it all go to hell? <laughs> what, is, what is your kind of like, you know, um, or do you want me to kind of like, 
elaborate on where I think things went to hell? Okay, you go first. You go first. Um, so, uh, we were talking and stuff like that. And um, I, I honestly felt like, um, you know, we had like such like a connection or whatever. And then it's like um, a part of your life became private. Like, this is me kind of like, you know, kind of looking back um you know and trying to retroactively reason like you know so i really don't know but i that's what i kind of came to like a part of your life became private and you know i felt like somehow you had betrayed me or lied when um to my audience it's none of your business what someone doesn't choose to tell you or you know or whatever but i know that now and it's not a reflection of you know your friendship with that person you know it's not a reflection of how much like they love you or you know you're their friend it's just they don't like feel like sharing that part of yourself uh, of themselves with you and it's fine and you need to just stop being a little you know baby about it but yeah, like, so that's kind of where, um, you know, things have started. And then I, yeah, I just, you know, became like, uh, everything was a lie. She was faking. We were never <laughs> friends. <laughs> you know, but I think as well, in my kind of mind, I was kind of, um, you know, trying to basically sabotage every relationship that i had for separate reasons <laughs> that i won't go into maybe in a future episode but yeah that that kind of became a confirming sort of um thing if you understand my my what i'm saying your little your subtlety yes i do yes yeah I understand where you're coming from. For me, anyway, on that topic. Yeah. Um, for me, I think, like, I, it, of course, I didn't, like, withhold information from you for any, like, I, I didn't have any malice intent. Yeah, of course. Like, like I understand that now, because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> for me at the time, I think it was more so, like, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about the whole like the whole situation that I was in that I wasn't telling you about uh, and I think maybe also a, a like element of shame and like for me and like I like you were one of my closest friends at the time and like I think I because I wasn't sure how I felt about it and like that I thought there was some shame attached to that I was frightened at the time to tell you because I, I felt like were like what what if I lost you mm. and you well of my decision on what what I had done at the time and I was like oh I don't know how she's gonna react and I don't even know how I feel about this so I was like I I can't can't tell her and then like when eventually when it did come out well, I lost you anyway at the time. Yeah, so, like, because like- of like my own kind of. Th- so I think again, I think it was a lack of communication, like oh, yeah. you know, just kind of like you know, you know, mostly on my part. I think the lack of communication. Yeah. 
no i definitely like i mean we were we were so much more immature at the time and like we didn't understand that communication is key and like i was able to verbalize at the time like my shame and my uncertainty about everything got to do with that situation so i was like i don't know how to to discuss this internally with myself let alone with another person and then when things did hit the fan and the two of us started fighting i didn't know how to tell you at the time that like you were my closest friend and like that i didn't want to lose you and stuff because like at the time you know we were we were young and we had and i know you think that i didn't have an ego at the time but at the time i guess i probably did have an ego because like how do you not sound desperate in a situation where you're going to lose your best friend and you're like don't leave me all <laughs> right and i think as well if i'd have heard that maybe like not that i'm saying that like you know like the my behavior towards you was justified but just kind of like going back in my mind and like how i can see how things would have been different if you'd have verbalized that i think yeah. things wouldn't have escalated like yeah. the way they did at the time the the letter i wrote you was my childhood attempt <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to give some kind of context so that people understand. Yeah. So like so me and Tino were fighting over a situ like a, let's say we were fighting over a secret. So I had a secret and I didn't tell Tino, my best friend. And so of course we started fighting and it was a secret that I wasn't really really ready to tell anybody at the time. And um but still Tino was my best friend and she felt like at the time that she had a right to know and like I was being a bad friend by not telling her. Um, yeah. I, I felt, felt like, like I want to add like I felt a distance from you because of it. You know what I mean? I felt like you know there was so um that you know like that you were kind of distancing from me rightly or wrongly. You know, yeah. like you know, rightly or wrongly, like whether I felt it was right or wrong, but I felt that way. But that's how I felt. So that's just an added bit of context for that. But you can go ahead. But actually, you know what? Like, there's there's like a reflection in that in that con- in that um the concept of that because you felt like I was distancing from you, and at the same time, like your reaction to me not telling you. I felt like you were withdrawing from me as well. Mm-hmm. And for me that also felt like a kind of betrayal because I was like I've been like I've been honest with you up until this point and now you're going to leave me like <laughs> <laughs> like I felt almost like I didn't matter to you at that time. And so like our our friendship really hit the fan and like we had then decided to write each other letters <laughs> which is like Extra-dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> enough, like we were going to write each other letters to to exchange in private and and read aloud to one another. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, this actually happened. We wrote each other yeah. letters. Like we were on some freaking reality TV show or some shit. Like it was. <laughs> This was real life. <laughs> and 
<laughs> we went to a room and at the time like I was like I need to like redeem my friendship and throw in all this like super nice cheddar like I got mozzarella parmesan <laughs> <laughs> the whole shebang everything went into that that, that pizza mm. the letter you know four cheese pizza probably seven cheese pizza was super cheesy <laughs> and with me with, with my thought process from what i remember um i remember just being like i i didn't want to be like malicious i was just trying to put my feelings out there you know, I wasn't writing it like, <laughs> I'm going to be a bitch. Like, you know, like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to put my feelings out there and then we're just going to like talk about it and like see like where we can go from that and stuff like that. Um, And then like, it wasn't just a room, by the way, it was a prayer room. <laughs> I didn't it was a prayer room and I think I remember someone else actually praying in that prayer room so it was so awkward we were all just there like oh god so crazy so crazy uh, yeah. and then it gets even more dramatic then so you know ripped up her ladder <laughs> it's like it's like, um, right, I, I like, I, yeah, I ripped it up because I was like, no, like, because yours was super sweet. And I was like, I can't fucking. <laughs> 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 so I ripped it up. And then I, I remember giving you a hug and feeling so bad. I felt so bad. <laughs> me and all the emotions and hormones I was just like bawling my eyes out in this prayer room I just poured it up <laughs> you know they're like awkwardly like they're there they're there yeah no if anyone knows me I'm so awkward when it comes to tears and stuff like I'm just like like I have this tight wide smile that's not smiling it just looks like pain yeah, no, it's it's all in the eyes. Like you, you put, you have like this expression that you can just read from your eyes. That's like, kill me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you smile, you trying to hide it, but it's like a creepy smile because it's combined with your kill me eyes. <laughs> like so, that was it. And I really don't remember like falling back into friendship with you. No, I remember I tried out. When this was, I think at this stage also, both of our mental health wasn't great. No. So like, it was like huge. Like we were in a big victim mentality, both of us at the time. So like, yeah, I feel like we were both like, when well. <laughs> <laughs> you're like for me, nobody loves me. <laughs> and I remember at the time like. This was the only time, actually, I remember trying to redeem my friendship with you, and like it was—it scared me at the time. Like, do you remember? I went into the like pound shop, and I I tried to go up to you, and at the time you were so mad at me. Mm. I tried to give you a hug. 
Oh my god! I don't remember this. I like genuinely don't remember this. Oh my god! What did I do? I th- I'm not even sure if I should mention this. Oh my god! You can you can talk to me afterwards about it, but like, oh my god! Yeah, basically, like you attacked me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you like pulled you off of me, and I was like, whoa, this this bitch is crazy. <laughs> whoa! Okay. And then like we did not speak after that for a long time. <laughs> Jesus! I w- what is wrong with me? I like I genuinely do not I don't really remember much of secondary school at all and that is one of the things that I do not remember. Oh, I remember that so vividly because I was like Yeah, cuz you were obviously like the victim of that. Like I am sorry regardless of whether I remember that or not. Okay, all is forgiven. We're we're good friends. Yeah, well, like I think- well, actually, I want to ask, like, what made you kind of like come into like forgiveness and stuff? Do you mean like after that, or why did I give you a hug? No, not the hug thing. Just like afterwards in general. I don't know. I feel like you know we were like time and maturity just heals everything so like i felt like at the time i know like we had obviously we both been hurt at the time but i was like you know what like whatever we were fighting about in the past you were a really good friend to me when we were friends and like i really enjoyed your company like i would really like to if it still exists, I don't know. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna message her. I want to see if if we can get past this. Yeah. And, and I, we just did. I think it was the first time we met up after that when we went to that small little um cafe. Uh, are you talking about that one that's all like beetroot smoothies and stuff like that? Was that it? I don't, I'm not really sure, like genuinely, like I'm actually very concerned with how little I remember uh, before the age of like 19. (laughs) (laughs) Tino, you went on Erasmus. We were friends before Erasmus. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, but I think, think we just, we started texting again. Yeah. We just met, like at the time I was like, let's just go for coffee. No, neither of us drank coffee. No. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a cup of tea and like a sandwich and just caught up. And like you, you were doing law and French and I was doing immunology and we were just like, you know, we were we were two grown adults. You know, we can put the past behind us. And like at that time, I had held, even though like obviously we split up on really bad terms. Like I have no negative feelings towards you at the time i was like yes new friend again and i was just like i'm gonna give this 100 percent i'm gonna put all the effort in i'm gonna try and make a meeting mm. you know? and it just worked out you know yeah like i think with um i had negative feelings and the only negative feelings that i felt were just regret and guilt and I still struggle with that 
you know, as like, I'm sure you know, because, you know, I'm so dedicated to being a good person and I'm always kind of like hyper vigilant now um, of like, oh, did what I say there hurt that person's feelings? And that's partly because of my experience with you, because I never want to hurt someone like that ever again. That is not, it's well, true. Like, you know, don't, you know, don't feel guilt over it because, you know, like, I feel like our friendship at the moment is like such intense evidence of how anybody can heal a friendship if they put in effort. Because, like, we really tried to ruin each other's lives at that time. <laughs> we were so mean to each other, and like, we were just like, like paired with our apart because we were both in a bad place and like look at us now we we're so strong we are independent women like we are both like oh we're just you know like we were both in really good places we worked on ourselves we've grown so much like i'm just i'm so proud of how far we've gone like even individually yes our friendship like we we've overcome everything that we've been through and like i 100 trust you like i've told you stupid things that happened to me in my life where i'm like i just need to tell somebody like there's nothing that i'm afraid like oh what will tino say like oh will she tell somebody like no way like, <laughs> like you know, literally i don't mean to toot my own horn but like other people have even said it to me as well i am the least judgmental person that you will ever meet <laughs> I just do not yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I feel like you've seen me at my worst, mm-hmm. like, during the, like, I, it was not pretty. <laughs> and now I've just, like, I've changed completely, like, a whole one, 180, like, super positive now, um, like, just loving life. And uh, it's so nice, like, because when we did, like, connect again we weren't at this spot like we were we were still both struggling with mental health and like we were actually putting in the effort though at this yeah like both of us wanted to to feel better and like we both wanted to have something different come over our lives and not be depressed and you know (laughs) yeah no that is like we were actually making the effort at that point and like to anyone listening it is actually worth it to try like you know it's hard work and it is work but um once you're at the other side like you know just um you know you have to have like a vision for yourself and the first step is to kind of like i don't know mood board i know that's so cheap like like if you ask like a lot of people like i've told a lot of people like this is my you know plan for my life you know i'm going to become a solicitor i'm going to work in an ngo i'm going to help people and i'm going to publish like you know all of my ideas that you know are kind of brimming in my head you know like i'm not going to compromise on my creative or humanitarian dreams and once you have that mood board, you do everything that you can to achieve your mood board. Well, you know, is that is that how, how I didn't even know that's how you came through it. 
like it was completely different for me it was a lot more simple i was kind of like i just want to be able to function normally on a daily basis <laughs> obviously- <laughs> the simple things yeah when you're in such a bad mental state like things like getting up out of bed showering brushing your hair is like huge tasks and i'm like i want to be able to get up in the morning and like not have to think about going to have a shower like i want that to feel easy and then like just work towards that like mm-hmm. and and, and so I, you're, i feel like you're doing fabulously unless you've been lying to me this entire time i'm, I'm doing 100% like even during this quarantine I'm like I am living my best life right now. Yeah. Like I feel like I've reached so far in that journey that like I feel like no matter what situation I'm in I can find happiness. I love that. Like so what are you up to um you know during this quarantine anyway? Um I um crafting at the moment I've been I have like right beside me at the moment I have like four shelves stacked with balls of wool needles embroidery thread you know scissors fabric because I've been crocheting I know I sound like a granny but it is fun <laughs> I've been like making crop tops and like I'm actually in the process of um making a new one at the moment for myself and it's like beautiful color i think it's my new favorite color it's like a lilac oh okay um and uh you have a side business i briefly mentioned it at the introduction of this podcast do you want to tell my audience uh what exactly you're you're cooking up sure so like i decided like actually even before quarantine i was like you know what i really want to just start my own business i want to give it a shot i decided that during the eco village you know what screw my fears and limitations like who's going to hold me back i'm just going to start my business because like i've been super sciencey for most of my life but i've always been really really into being creative and i've always been creative and that's a side of me that i've never really given the light of day i and i wanted to you know keep that balance in my life a bit of creativity a bit of scienceiness and um i've been doing that especially now during quarantine now i have all the time in the world i've been crocheting and um my business is um on through instagram at the moment it's called in plain sight in dot plain underscore site like s i t Yes, I thought I was really funny at the time, throwing in a little pun. But I, <laughs> I've been like making like bespoke pieces and um, custom to each person. So like different types of crop tops, things for festivals, and I've also been like making wire earrings and also things with clay. Yeah, just like whatever I can get my hands on, be creative. I've been doing macrame, although that's not featuring on my. and um, for yet but i've tried i'm trying to perfect the, the different skills so that i can do a range of different things all right okay and you have a blog a travel blog i mentioned it at the start but do you want to elaborate on that a little bit yeah so i'm 
I I am like I'm just a travel junkie like I honestly like that's probably the, the biggest thing for me like I love seeing my friends and everything but traveling has not being able to travel has been difficult like I'm usually constantly on the go like hopping from one country to the next and um I really like the idea of being able to document it so I started a while back a travel blog called um, The Proud Outsider um, that name was inspired by our time in secondary school with Tino and <laughs> um, that's a whole that's a whole different story but anyways um yeah you can like find the link for my my blog through my Instagram so if you search the handle The Proud Outsider it's, it's on there and it's just like some little bits of thrown together whatever's on my mind yeah. Okay. All right. I'll leave all that in the description. Um, so any parting words on sustaining friendships? Um, communication is key, you know, and don't be afraid to, to be vulnerable because vulnerability, honestly, vulnerability is power, you know, like you're taking back your power and control when you show somebody your true feelings. No matter how like stupid you feel they are or how cringy you, you can they might seem. Like if you are honest and you communicate exactly what you feel. Forget even friendship. This is like relationships in general, even with your family, like with your partner. Just nothing should be withheld. Like just put it all out there for the world and you know everything will just work itself out like it did with me oh we're, we're doing i love that <laughs> i love that i should thank you thank you so much for being my first guest um hopefully uh everything goes above board and the audio isn't shit but we live and we learn <laughs> <laughs> i mean even if the audio is shit the content is quality. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll probably talk to you after this, but I'm going to stop. Well, guys, that's my first podcast. I'd really like to thank Aisha for coming on and helping me in this process. I know that the audio isn't perfect in places and I could stand to improve on my editing skills, but the fact that I did it is achievement enough. I've wanted to do it for the longest time and I have the most encouraging and supportive friends. And though it's not perfect, I did it. And I can't wait to share this journey with you. And as they say, if you shoot for the stars, you might miss and hit the moon. Even though, logically speaking, our moon is closer to us than any star ever could be. Okay, bye guys.